Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Sealed Section, the podcast that answers the sex questions you're too afraid to ask your friends. My name is Chantal Otten. I'm a psychosexologist, a scientist and sex and relationship expert, and I'm passionate about helping people find their pleasure and have great sex. Every episode, I answer two of your questions. So if you have a question, send it into podcast at mamamia.com.au. I genuinely thought cuck holding was just stopping someone from speaking. Is it something to do with a man taking another man's wife? <laughs> it reminds me of old-timey Shakespeare plays, like an insult someone would have given someone else. I thought cuckolding was, like, being cheated on. So, like, for a sex thing, maybe it's, like, consensually being cheated on. Is that what it is? (laughs) So for our first question we've got, is acting on a cockolding fetish a bad idea? I often hear that fantasies should stay as fantasies, but it's tempting. Wow, what a juicy little question you sent in here. I'm not sure who has sent this in and I'm not sure which position you want to take in the fetish, but I'm going to start by just explaining what cockolding is. A cuckold is someone who takes pleasure in watching their partner have sex with someone else. Traditionally, what we've seen in kind of literature and, you know, what we've seen online is that it's a man whose wife or girlfriend is having sex with other people. And there's an element of the man being mocked for his wife's lack of interest in him. But of course... Cockolding can be enjoyed by couples of any sexual orientation, gender or role, and there's a wide spectrum of ways that the couple view the affairs with the third party. In some instances, it's more like an open relationship where only one partner has other lovers, but it can take many different forms, each to their own. These situations can vary. So in many cockholding cases, the cock desires to actually watch the sex take place between their partner and the outsider, who is often referred to as the bull. But sometimes the cock may just want to hear the details afterwards or even help their partner maybe pick out an outfit for their special date with someone else. Now, I'm sure a bunch of you are like, what the fuck, Chantel? Why would people want that? And I want you to just hold on here and remember that we never say yuck to what other people find yummy. We don't judge. This is a judgment-free space. And I think a lot of people have really great times in these cockholding fetishes. So each their own. I'm glad that people are getting pleasure from this. We are not going to shame them. 
Now, the question you've sent in here is really about whether it's okay to dip your toes in the cockolding sand. <laughs> I think there are many ways that you can enjoy this area safely and you can ease into it slowly. So you don't actually need to go as far as watching your partner have sex with another person to enjoy the fun of cockolding. Cockolding can involve things like maybe hearing your partner talk about sex with someone else. This can be real or this can be fantasy imagined. You know, this is just to get your feet wet a little bit more. If you're not quite ready to go looking for a bull, you can get off on listening to your partner talk about sex with someone else, have them tell you about other people they fantasize about having sex with or the juicy details of maybe some past sexual encounters that they've had. Have them tell you about what really turns them on and what the idea of your partner hooking up with someone else could look like. Start off with maybe watching them in a bar talking to someone as, you know, they might be flirting with someone there, they might be touching someone there. This is really just to kind of warm you up a little bit to what the, you know, full experience could be. If this is too vanilla for you, suggest that your partner gets essential massage from someone else while you you know, watch and assess how you feel. And if you think you can handle more, maybe send your partner out on a date where sex is on the menu and have them share all the details with you when they're done. You can also take it even further by suggesting something like a threesome where you can watch your partner hook up with another. But I just want you to be really mindful of taking it slow and easing into this because Playing with someone else is exciting and fantasy, but for a lot of people, it can be way too emotional when it comes to the actual play itself. So that's why I suggest you have many a conversation beforehand and you ease your way into it. I hope that this has helped a little bit. You know, fantasies can stay fantasies, but they can also become realities as long as everyone in those parties is, you know, enthusiastic and consenting to all activity that is involved. And as long as there's some boundaries in place too. So if you're not enjoying something, you can definitely call it off or have a conversation with your partner about how to maybe reframe it in a different way that makes you feel a little bit more safe and secure within the relationship. So thank you so much for sending this in. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. We're going to move on to our next question, which is how to keep things spicy when pregnant and post-birth. Okay, so this is a really great question and it's also quite complex. It's not as straightforward as you would think. Pregnancy and birth are individualized experiences. That means that everyone goes through a different journey. For some people, pregnancy is a really horny time. They're ready to roll. They're excited to get it on. 
And, you know, they might have to navigate one or two little challenges of the symptoms of pregnancy along the way. For some people as well, they will have no interest in sexuality because they don't feel good. They feel shit. Now, post-birth is also a different challenge in itself, depending on your recovery time. You may be dealing with things like some soreness. You might have some stitches down there. You may have had a cesarean, so the abdomen is quite painful. Or you might have developed, you know, a sexual pain condition like vaginismus. I'll explain vaginismus to you really quickly because not many people talk about this and I deal with it a lot in my clinic and I do think we do need to talk about it a lot more. Vaginismus is the involuntary tightening, meaning we don't want it to happen, of the pelvic floor muscles which surround the vagina. It makes penetration incredibly painful or impossible. It can feel like burning, tearing or razor blade-like sensations inside and around the entrance of the vagina. There are many reasons why vaginismus can occur, but definitely in the postpartum period, it can vary. Maybe you've had a traumatic birth, or maybe the first time you had sex was quite painful and you develop a pain response to penetration or to anything going near your vulva or vagina, and your mind develops an automatic response to tighten up those muscles and protect your body from any type of pain that is caused from penetration. Vaginismus can have a really emotional impact on self-esteem and the sexual and relational satisfaction of the new parent. So for anyone listening to this, if you have vaginismus, please come see a sexologist like myself or talk to your gynecologist about your symptoms. We can send you through to a pelvic floor physio who can deal with the physiological side of things and myself, I deal with the more emotional, psychological side of things. Anyway, getting back into sexuality... It can take a little bit of time. So first and foremost, there's no pressure to get straight back into the sack once you've had a child. Within four to six weeks postpartum, we have our hormones, estrogen and progesterone. These levels of hormones actually plummet, which lead to a decrease in sexual desire and natural lubrication. This in conjunction with prolactin, which is the hormone that is excreted while you are nursing, while you are breastfeeding, also suppresses libido. So for new parents who are not nursing, prolactin stabilizes around four to six weeks postpartum. Even after hormonal levels have stabilized, it's still really, really normal to experience lower libido than prior to pregnancy due to all of these contextual factors as well. So fatigue or feeling self-conscious in your new changing body, or maybe a potential diagnosis of postnatal depression or anxiety. So if you think that you're suffering from any of these concerns, please check in with your doctor. You can manage the biological side, such as hormones and the psychological side, you know, with your respective medical professionals, and you do deserve to have a team around you. Now, for getting down and dirty, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and I'm going to recommend a few specific options and positions for new parents who are ready to get going, and I'm going to be mindful that we need to be gentle and make sure that we're supporting the recovery process along this time. First and foremost, plan in advance. I think that it's important for your first time getting back in the sack to kind of have it a little bit more planned rather than spontaneous. Make sure that you set the mood and have a lock on the door if there are any little feet running around the house. Do things like 
have clean, fresh sheets or have some music playing, you know, you can always check out my Spotify playlist as well. It's called Sex Volume 1 and Sex Volume 2. They're really great. They do get you in the mood. Make sure you have lots of lubrication nearby, maybe a sex toy or two, and most importantly, have an open mind. Remember that you don't need to have penetration to have a good time. And if you're feeling a little bit dry downstairs, maybe some oral sex positions will be better for you. Lots of outer course is important. So not going straight to penetration, but playing with the rest of the body. Lots of touching will help. Maybe even essential massage to get you into the zone. So tell your partner, hey, I need you to work away on my body a little bit more so I can relax and enjoy this experience. Now, some positions that are going to help here for penetration, something like missionary. So lying down helps to relax the pelvic floor muscles and legs. And communication is really important here to, I guess, have a direction of how you want the speed and pressure on your body that is going to be the most comfortable. Another position that you can try is cowgirl or reverse cowgirl position. So you being on top because that allows complete control of the depth of penetration and pace. Another position that you can use is the spooning position. So lying on your side with your partner behind you can take the pressure off the body and increase intimate touch. It also allows you or your partner to reach down and stimulate your clitoris either with your hands or with a toy and it helps vulva owners feel more comfortable if they're self-conscious about their belly maybe or the rest of their body or their boobs. So make sure that you're setting those boundaries first and foremost about what you want to be touched and what you don't want to be touched. And lastly, something like 69 for oral play because you're leaning over each other, you have a different angle and you're really focused on giving pleasure to the other person and gaining pleasure from the other person. It's helpful, especially if penetration is a little raw right now. And of course, using toys is always going to be super helpful along this progression. So I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully this has helped a little bit, but remember it's complex. It's layered. I've only given you a little brief outline here. So if you do need an extra helping hand, book in a sexology session. Thank you so much. Next week's episode is available right now for Mamma Mia subscribers. So click the link in the show notes to check it out. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to the best content for women, including early access to sealed section. So to listen to next week's episode right now, just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you to everyone for listening to sealed section. I'll be back next week to answer some more questions. Here is a taste. So what is the best, safest, cleanest way to engage in food related sexy business? If you have a question or comment about this podcast, you can email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or leave a message on our pod phone at 02-899-9386. My name is Chantelle Otten and you can find me on Instagram at Chantelle underscore Otten underscore sexologist. This episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson and I'll see you next week. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. 
we pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.